Exergena's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon and welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 107.9. Happy Monday. Happy to you. Oh, man. Last Monday of seeing high school kids in 2022. <laughs> I'm counting these down now. These I are all, Every one of these is a holiday now. This is a uh, We've got our educator hats on right now as we wrap up the semester. And so... Uh, well, not right now. I took mine off. No, no. It's it's hard this week not to be more mindful of that gig than this gig. When you're wrapping up the week before, you got to get grades, and you got a lot to do. So it's a busy week for us. And you're beginning to, to feel that Christmas spirit. And so... Uh, no. You don't feel the Christmas spirit? At 12.30 Friday afternoon, I'll be all Christmassed up. Right now, I still got kids. My luck, I'll think it's 12.30, and it'll end up being one thirty. After, after after three days of double overtime, <laughs> school lockdown, oh, and two-hour uh, lightning delays. For 56 seconds of action, which is kind of the story of your life. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I'm just saying. I do like the term lightning delay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very appropriate. And, and the 56 seconds of action. Of lightning. That's about right, too. <laughs> but anyway, all that said. Four. I'm just I was yesterday I was afraid the preacher was just gonna get going and going forever. Oh, why not? <laughs> the three days I'd had prior, yeah. I was like, that preacher's gonna get going and we're not gonna get out of here till you know, halftime of the cowboy game. Which would have been okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that a bad deal? No. I don't think so. You know, yesterday, uh, once again I gotta send a thank you to uh Direct TV and Channel 33 and Shreveport. <laughs> For one more time. That I avoided watching denying. bad football. I watched the first half at a local uh, restaurant, did Water you? and Hose. Yeah. So uh, I got to see the first half. Yeah. And then the child bride and I did a little shopping oh, and see. rode around. And, That's it. What's better I, than that? I've got the uh, I've got the uh, the satellite radio so you can pick up some things. And so I was able to hear Brad Sham some and also. I know people are having the overreaction Monday about it. But that's NFL. You're going to have weeks like that in NFL. That's exactly right. And that's a highly motivated, I said this morning, if you told Lovey Smith from Big Sandy, it, let's say management told him, said, Lovey, you can win one more ball game this year. That was it. That was the one, one you'd want to yeah. get right there. You're in-state rival. Yeah. yeah. It's not really rival. If you you're grew just up in, in Big state. Sandy, Texas, don't you think you want to beat the Dallas Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And don't if you're the Cowboys and you're looking at a team that's 1-10, don't you think yeah. you don't care? You're, it's hard to get motivated. It's, and Lovey pulled out you know, everything that he could yesterday. Yeah. He ran out a bunch of zone read stuff and had an alternative quarterback. And so, uh, yeah. Hey, you're in the yard. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up with you? All right, man. How's everything? I can't complain. It's Monday. It's kind of humid and crappy, but hey, we're not working outside, <laughs> so it's all right. I'm calling to holler you guys about uh, you guys did one hell of a job this year with the logo. And I'm just going to tell you up front, I, I followed you the whole time. 
definitely hung on there all night, the other night, even through the rain. Oh. Uh, I was sitting right there with you. I'm like, okay, I'll be back. I'll be back. I see watching that clock like that. But you know what, man? I'm gonna be totally honest. As long as you had their chances, God, they had their chance. You got to take advantage of it. But they never I put the throw, did they? They never did because. I felt like if you got that 21 point before halftime, yeah. you changed the dynamic of anybody's game because now they're coming out, they got to start, you know, throwing and gaining. And he just didn't. And as long as you had one too many drive killers. And what I mean when I say drive killers, you get in a good rhythm, you roll it, all of a sudden I get a penalty. I'm like, really? Yeah. Come on, guys. And that one, I hate to bring it up. When the young man fighting for extra yards, and they got the ball away because that there would have been the in the fourth quarter. Yep, they were moving towards it. That's right, game over. Yeah, and it gets you know. But like I say, man, fourteen and one. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a Texas high homer. I will probably never see another state championship in my lifetime. And people may call it brutal or whatever, but I'm being totally honest. And I'm going to say this, and if anybody takes it, so be it. I made the statement, and the people who know I know it, I said, we look soft. Well, I'm going to tell you something. After what I've seen Friday and the pictures I've seen, I stand by my word. We look soft. Because those guys over there in Lobo land, huh, I don't care about the scrimmage we had with them, all this and that. If you would have met long, if we would have met Longview in the playoffs, they'd have steamrolled us. We said what we want to, rivalry this and that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. And I'm going to get something else said before I get off of here. The quarterback from, from the Bobcats over there. The Bearcats, Alito? Yeah, they could never seem to bring him to the ground. Yep. No, he was tough. And, I'm telling you, and, and you know what, man? Here's the biggest question we always ask here in this town, especially among the guys I know. Who's going to be our quarterback? We're not worried about a running back. We got heck, we got a ton of kids that can run. I just wish they had more size on them. They wasn't straight bean poles, but we until Texas High get to that level. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't see another state championship for a long time to come. Not in my lifetime, and I'm eighty. I'm ninety-eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> wow! When did you get to ninety-eight? I didn't know that. <laughs> but you know, you, you, you just. But like I say, man, hats off to you too. Y'all did a tremendous job, and uh, Morgan and all those guys, and 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 and, and another thing to the to the young people at Longview ISD, TISD ISD. Telling the cameras and stuff. Hey, man, God bless you guys. Tony, you and uh, Chuck, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Have a wonderful new year and a Merry Christmas and all those good things. And, hey, man, thanks a lot for doing what you do. Well, hey, same to you. Merry Christmas, UT Hager. It's good to hear from you again. Don't eat too much at Christmas. I can't take care, brother. See ya. Bye. There you go. There's your first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. He goes back. Greatness. You know, it's first year we're going to be celebrating a little anniversary. We and, are. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, 
You and I? Yeah, you and I are going to be celebrating a little anniversary of the first year. I, am I supposed to be clearing my uh, calendar? I didn't know about yeah, this. Yeah, well, I'll talk to you about it. But oh, anyway, uh, but, uh <laughs> That guy right there is a big part of all, oh, tw- my gosh. all 20 years. Oh, right? my so, gosh. Yeah, so we appreciate him. And uh, I tell you what, uh, he spoke the gospel about the quarterback from uh, Alito. Alito. And I don't know where you find kids like that. He talked about. You know, I don't think T. High is soft. I, I disagree with uh, T. High guy on that. But I'll say this. That Hoss Haney kid was <laughs> tough as nails. Tough. I mean, you they hit him with everything but a two before. He, he had no quit in him. They got after him. They had some shots at him. He was tough to bring down. And to have a kid who's smooth like that, who can throw the football. I mean, it's one thing to have these hybrid quarterbacks but effective hybrid quarterbacks. And those are hard to find. I mean, Longview had a hell of a team this year, but they didn't have what I could great quarterbacking. Jordan Allen was a solid quarterback, yeah. much improved between his junior and senior year. but Couldn't he, take over games. Not like that kid no. did. That kid, and you look at his stats, and I know he had 15 carries for 50 yards, and you go, that's nothing. They were no. tough yards. and that, Remember, his sacks count against him and all right. that, but – he he kept chains moving all day, and it was his play that in the third quarter they were so keen on him that the little running back Daniels finally got to break a couple of decent runs because that defense had got to where we just got to stop the quarterback. Well, I tell you what, we'll come back after the break and talk about the series in the Dallas Morning News, which is just they had which a is crazy great. Yeah. thing today. We'll come back and talk about it because we have the whole segment, but um, you know. Uh, even today, I'm, I'm spending a little bit of time going back over some of the form stuff, and, and what I'm seeing is, even in Longview, now that their quarterback Jordan Allen's about to graduate, who's going to be next? Yeah, who's going to be? Ne- if you're not, if that you're kid's not, game, but he's not very big. If you're not a, a, a program that's got kids on a conveyor belt, and in some of these places, like Alito, before this, they've had three brothers in like consecutive order who were state championship winning in the same household you just pass the ball from one kid to the next one coming up to the there you go you got a conveyor belt of kids who have the pedigree who have the the and they start playing in seventh grade and they know the system and it's the hardest position this kid was pretty rare he was receiver and made the switch to quarter but that's the that's kind of the lake travis model you get kids on the field Superior kids can play when they're a sophomore, even if they're not ready to play quarterback. That's right. That's right. And and I think that's going to be the age-old problem for everybody. Unless you've got that kind of system or a kid falls in your lap who's just the guy. A Ryan Mallett drops in your lap. Go, oh, we got a D1 NFL quarterback here. How about that? But mo- normally you don't. And so trying to figure out how to make all these great parts work when you can't find or can't get trained up a great quarterback means you got to change your offense See, to deal I've with that. See, I've got to figure it out for uh, Longview next year. Oh, you do? Willie Nelson for quarterback. You know, and again, you guys in Texarkana probably are going to go, I don't know who you're talking about, what you're talking about. We have a chance to, to watch them all the time, but they got a kid last year who was a cornerback with a ten interceptions or something like that. Yeah. Moved him they to moved safety him to this safety. year. He's got offers from everybody. But, he, but you know, uh, athletic kid could probably be a running back. 
Receiver. He's blocked by every other running back. They got a D1 running yeah. back who's got 25 yeah, They don't offers. need him on the offensive side of the ball, or they haven't the last two years. But maybe now they do. Yeah, maybe now they do. And he's not going to play quarterback in college, you wouldn't think. No. You wouldn't think. Who knows no. what he becomes? But, but he's willing to slip him on that side of the That's what they're talking about, the PG the kid, Akari Johnson. Yeah. He's being recruited as a DB. Yeah, which is where he'll play at SMU yeah. or wherever he goes. Uh, Text on him. He's going to have more schools, I think, get on him yep. eventually the more he plays corner. But all that said, sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to take your best athlete and put the ball in his hands. But that also means for guys who run pro-style offenses, you got to put that in your pocket. I'm going to do something else because yeah. this is my yeah. best kid. And that's the difference between an Alito and what we typically have out here in East Texas. Alito's got him coming off the assembly line. Highland Park seems to have him coming off yeah. the assembly line. There's certain schools. Now, they don't all grow up there. We've talked about before. Sometimes, you know, as, as Kevin and I were talking this morning about Carthage, they just show up. Yep. We've seen it happen when Jeff Trailer was at Gilmer. G.J. Kinney showed up one year. It just happened. Like a stray dog looking for a meal. I can play in quarterback. Feed me. They just show up. Kid and Anna this year threw for over 4,000 yards. He just showed up. Played one year there. Sometimes they just show up. Well, if you're Tatum, he shows along with a, a head coach and his assistant. <laughs> they just, show, they just up. show up. He's the offensive player yeah. in the district. That's right. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. It's about 14 minutes after. We, we, I certainly want to come back and talk about it. we got the Cowboys. We'll come back and, and chew on them a little bit as well. But a really intriguing piece in the Dallas Morning News that really comes right home with this conversation about high school football and where it's going to be in the next 10 years in the state of Texas. And do any schools out here in the hinterland have any chance at all? We'll come back and talk about that when we return. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on The Fan, 107.9. is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Okay, everybody knows all the things you can do in an Arkansas State Park, like hiking, canoeing, mountain biking, swimming, fishing, and so on. But did you know there are almost as many ways to stay? Choose from luxurious lodges, scenic campsites, quirky yurts, and now camper cabins. An affordable way to get outdoors but still have the comforts of home. Pick your park, your place to stay, and plan your next adventure. All at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When hurricane winds are gusting? When floodwaters reach your door? Or a blizzard blocks all the roads? Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, 
you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York Citizenship Management and the Ad Council. Yes, I love that song. That's just a great tune. It's a great tune, boy. You were reminiscing on music on the way home the other night. You were, the, you found a station out of Paris on the way home the other night that was taking you back to your uh, your junior high years. Yeah. Now, you did you peak early or something? Were you, you the man early. in junior high? The man? No. Yeah. No man. Are you sure you weren't the man in junior no. high? You were God, talking no. about no. having parties at your house in we junior did. high and girls were involved. I had none of that going on in junior high. It wasn't peaking. It wasn't anything. It was just eighth grade get together. I spent my junior high years in the cellar. And not well, a, it was in the basement. No, 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 that, not that. <laughs> I was in the cellar. Really? I wasn't peaking. I was saving it for wow. later in life. Nice. <laughs> I'm just saying, those were not my, my best years. Oh, you never know. You look back and you go, I was still growing into my wonder years. I was growing into my hair at that point. <laughs> nice. So, anyway, I tell but, uh, yeah, I do want to talk about the Dallas Morning News. It's going to be a series of articles, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't know if – because they had a couple of weeks ago done this whole series on the suburbs growing. Yes. So I don't know if someone took their demographic information from those and have laid it over to the sports department now and said, hey, you guys want to do something with all this research we did. But, uh, yeah, I saw today where they uh, had started publishing these series of articles on where's the next football power going to come from in high school football right. in the Metroplex. North. And, yeah. Well, or south. Or west. It's funny. You and I laughed about it because I was, I was telling you some stats I read on Kaufman County. And um, because also last week there had been a release of every five years they do a, a deal on counties in, in the U.S. and. Kaufman County had surprisingly surpassed Denton and Collin County, which have been the big growing counties in and around the Metroplex. And you laughingly said, well, will Kaufman or Crandall be the next? Well, large Hispanic growth in Kaufman County. So I said, don't be surprised if you see state soccer champions start coming out of Kaufman or you know, cross country is another sport sure. that Hispanic kids have been very strong in uh, in the last decade or so. If you follow demographics in high school sports in Texas, and so uh, yeah, who knows where the the future is for the football? But I would guess. But you know, Alito's not north; it's it's outside the metropolitan. Right. I mean, outside of Fort Worth, right, and a little south because that Timberview team we saw two weeks ago, From Mansfield. A lot of money out there. When American Airlines set up shop, a lot of deep pockets moved into the Mansfield area. Well, to, to kind of give you a thing, Argyle, which we've talked about yes, at at, for the last 15 years, 
has for the longest time blocked growth. They didn't want to really get going. No, they weren't in a hurry. They want to slow roll themselves yes. to where, well, now they've done that. And, and the conversation seems to be what's happening in Argyle, what's happening in Salina, what's happening in Anna. Well, and don't forget, Frisco decided years ago to go multiple schools at the 5A right. level instead of mega schools in the 6A level. Right. And have had to build a new school every three or four yeah. years. But they don't want to compete in 6A. Which is ridiculous, but I I guess I get well, it. But they haven't dominated at 5A. Yeah. They've, they've busted up the thing into so many pieces that you can't dominate anything. They've yeah. had some good programs. Yes. But they're not. There's none of them have risen above the others and said, "We're it. We're the state champion waiting to be." But the outliers, the Annas, Argyles, Salinas, etc., have all of a sudden opened up. Well, come pros- on in here and move. Prosper. Prosper. This weekend was in the state semifinals right. against Duncanville. And they got overwhelmed, but the fact that little pissant Prosper is now. In the big boy six A, tells yes. you they're coming on. Yes, and they've and opened they've opened new campuses. Yes. They're not a, that's not a standalone no. Allen type campus. I'll be honest with you. You know, you know, do UIL for for Texas High, and so normally we go to Prosper for the regional UIL meet. And for whatever reason, they had something going on at at that campus last year. And they directed us to a different of the high schools, different high schools. They've got the plan down cold. Every one of the schools looks exactly the same. They're massive. They're on a massive piece of property, but they have just cookie cutter. And they're not they're not square boxes. They are unbelievable, beautiful schools. Yeah. But whoever their firm is, that's what we're doing. And so we put another one here. They've now put a third one up. Prosper's growing like crazy. So all these guys have, for the longest time, held on to three or held on to four A. We're staying down here. We're killing everybody down here. Well, now they're shooting fast, and you know we've got another what will be another year. Well, low interest rates about three years ago sped up the movement. The movement of Toyota into that area, out in that direction, sped up that, and so we've seen an acceleration the last five years, even on those who were pulling back on the reins. I told you here a while back, some of them are limiting. They're basically telling builders, don't build anything in our area, in our community, less than $400,000, Right. Because they don't want just growth. They want a certain type of deep-pocketed growth. Yes, a controlled growth. Yes. So, T. High Guy calls a few minutes ago and talks about Texas High, and can you get back? I don't know. You might not Long be able to get another show. I don't know. Well, If you end up in a region having to take on the Metroplex teams – you probably are going to struggle to overcome that. Now, Longview's region all the way down from Houston, basically, north of Houston, to all the way up here into west of Fort Worth. That's a big swath of property. It's a long way to have to deal with, you know, growing communities. And for the Texarkanas and the Longviews of the world, at that level, at 5A... The competition's gotten really stout. You almost hope you can just hold your spot and let them grow right yes. past you and move on to six. And part of the conversation in this article or series of articles was seven and eight. When are we going to start seeing Texas go to seven A and eight A? And if you're a Texas I and if you're a Longview, if you can dig in right here and not have that growth, 
they may just pass right by well, you and open back up your chance to win again. If you look at Texas highs, teams that have showed them the door in the playoffs in recent years, Crosby, Suburb of Houston, whatever Frisco school they lost to a couple years ago that had the backup quarterback from Allen came out of Frisco. This year it was uh, Terrell. That's that Kaufman County I was talking to you about, getting bigger. Uh, I just don't think people realize when we used to say Terrell, we thought freestanding community. Yeah, That's not. That is a suburb now of Dallas. Highway 80 comes out there. That's a suburban area that's basically Forney butts up against Terrell now. Yep. And so we know we think of Forney as Metroplex schools. We probably haven't wrapped our heads yet around Terrell. Terrell is a, a suburb of Dallas yep. now. Part of this article also mentioned Lancaster. Oh yeah. Which is doing the same kind of thing. Big growth as well. So you know, I it it, it for the short term is a little scary to be a school not in one of the big metro areas and think you're gonna be able to win at the five five A is the trouble spot. Yeah. Five, you know, 4A, we're watching Carthage, we're watching Gilmer, we're seeing PG. You've got some of those schools down lower, you're rural anyway. Yeah. But at 5, you're caught right in the middle where these smaller powerhouses have grown to you, and now they've got deep pockets, they've got growth going on, you're in a little trouble right now. Yeah. And, and, and it just may be, it may take us a cycle or two. Like I said, we're going to do another snapshot day next October and we'll figure out in, in a year from this coming February where realignment's going to go again and it may not be in 24 but it may be in 26 where this starts clearing back out again I don't know. In 26 to I 30 you may have a chance. going to be tough. Oh I agree. Unless somehow they raise big 5A up and small 5A you know John King had a really good ball club this year and, and you look at when they won state a couple of years ago, they beat Waco Midway, which has been the flight area out of Waco for years and a suburban area of Waco. Um, it's just tough now. Uh, Alito has just broke the hearts of a lot of people. Cool. I mean, when you've won 11 out of the last, what, 25? Yeah. yeah. Since, since 98. Yeah. It's just insane. With two different coaches who've gone back and forth. I, I don't know. They need to be up there with Highland Park. They well, just need to let them play each and, other, and that's you know, probably going to start determining. It's funny because we're rarely together. The year Highland Park moves up, then Alito moves up. Right. Yeah. They kept them separated, which I think was no accident. Well. Because <laughs> Highland Park used to play them in non-district quite a few times. And Highland and, Park never wanted to go to six, and then yeah. all of a sudden as Alito comes up to five, they're willing Highland to go. Park goes up to six. Yeah. Because Alito's coming, and Alito's going to be – Alito and Argyle – are coming for 6A eventually. Yes. Eventually it's not going to take big. them long. And when they get up there, you're going to want to create 7 and 8 because the 7 yeah. and 8s aren't going to be able to. Because Alito has avoided the second high school so far. Yeah. And when that comes, it just gets tough. It's an imp- that, the whole thing was impressive. We, we, we've said before, Argyle's impressive in everything they do. They're in a place where growth has allowed them to be successful at everything. Controlled growth. Controlled growth. Now our Alito's that same thing. You can just well, see in football they've had even yeah. greater success. Yeah. But yeah. you can just see the growth coming all over the place for yeah. them too. Anyway. So there's that. Yeah. 
Have a have a happy, well, yeah, uh, have a happy meal with that. I was talking about. We come back a couple serious subjects in the news today. We okay. need to talk about. We'll take a break. It is uh, about 28 minutes, almost 29 after 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. Number, by the way, 903-735-9905. You've been hearing us yap about it. You may have some uh, feedback that adds to the discourse. Feel free. We're taking a break. We'll come right back. Twenty-eight minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan one oh seven nine. Well, I hate to go uh, to stories that are bad stories. Uh, as a Texas fan, I was just God. you know this morning when we get off the air and I get a uh, within an hour uh, a text from uh, Kevin about Chris Beard, and I, I'll be honest, I just was in shock, and I text the boy and. We're both in shock, and we're still waiting to hear the whole story. Of course, his lawyer's spinning already, but... For those who don't know, uh, University Beard of Texas basketball, men's basketball coach. Early this morning, uh, between 2 and 4, as best we can tell, was arrested for a felony charge. Yep. Felony charge of domestic assault that involved a choking. Now, we still hadn't figured out who he choked or why or what or if this is all, you know, someone's planted a bad seed against him or what his lawyers claiming he should have never been arrested that this complainant will never uh follow through with charges and so i don't know what the story is on this but either way they've got a game against rice tonight and it's a bad look for beard because other than frank martin i don't know of anybody on the sideline who has the appearance of more angst than Chris Beard. Would you agree with that? No, I fully agree. That his sideline persona... Maybe Huggy. But I, I don't know. I think but, he's mellowed in the years. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Knight's not around anymore. Yeah, Bobby's not so. around, so we've eliminated... <laughs> it's, it's a small but, group. But this is... Because of his sideline image, I think that really works against him... Sure it does. ...in the you know, courtroom of public opinion. I, I just think this is a devastating charge whatever we find out and i've heard rumors today from it was someone else in the home it's not a family member blah 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 but uh i I don't know what the story is but i know this is a bad look for chris beard and a worse look for the university of texas who hired this guy way a year ago from texas tech and have had success now because of him but Worse look for Texas only if there's something there that the Longhorns knew about nobody else sure. did about behavior. Otherwise, well, I mean, you know, you never know when an employee is going to blow a gasket over something that happened. And obviously, this is, I would expect, a non-provoked thing. Doesn't mean he's not in the right or the yes. wrong. Just means usually at two o'clock in the morning, something's going yeah. on that shouldn't have been. Somebody was in an argument, and something got out of control. And if that's a one-time thing. I don't think it's worse for the Longhorns, but if somebody comes out of the woodwork now and goes, you know what? 
back. This ain't when, the first time. You know, he worked at the university before as an assistant. Yeah. And so, yeah, if, if there's been previous something and they knew about it or whatever, I agree. But it's just there is such a zero tolerance now if this is against a female, particularly if it's against a wife or a child or whatever. There's such a zero tolerance of male-on-female violence sure. that they're just going to have to let him go. They're going to have to cut ties with him. You would expect. If, if this is if this what is, this is. Yeah, if this comes out, and even if it doesn't, even if it isn't legit, even if it doesn't have yeah. legs, just the perception yes. now you becomes never... troubling. Because in all honesty, and we know there are lots of false allegations of things, but in all honesty, you're going to ask this man to go into the households of teenage yeah. kids and if this happened to have been, let's, and I don't know, I, you, you're, you're speculating it could have been a woman. I'll speculate, what if he's got a teenage son? Yeah. And and that that was the, where this may have gone. Now you're sitting on the couch with him in your home yeah. in, you know, yeah. wherever, in Lubbock, and you want to consider sending your son to the University yeah. of Texas to play for him. Yeah, any, there's so many different directions this thing goes. That's why I hate to speculate. I've seen two or three different stories today on what people are, are thinking it might be. But either way, it's something that even if later on somebody comes back and says, oh, I was just, I, I was upset and I made a phone call and I regret it, that there's always going to be suspicion that the money changed hands and somebody sure. got quiet. You can't, you can't unring the or, bell. The bell rang. If it's a spouse, well, they're not going to you know, cut off their financial circumstances over this it's just it's a bad deal either way and uh you know if you're texas fans you, you don't want to be attached to this nope. and it's not something that can linger a long time if you're a texas fan you're going to have to quickly investigate and come to your own conclusion beside what you know happens down there uh in the county investigation this is horrific timing as you're you're heading into the holiday which is maybe a little bit of a break of of some of this going down in volume as the bowl games start cranking back up but right now there's nothing happening this week and this is a team that had they not lost illinois last tuesday night would be the number one ranked team in the country today yeah Yes. And they're still number seven ranked, and they're playing on TV tonight against Rice and but, all that. Yeah, unfortunately, on TV tonight against Rice, because yeah. that's going to be the story tonight. Yeah. It's not going to be the basketball game. It's going to be the what happened off the court, yeah. who's coaching the team, how does a team respond, yeah. if they don't play well. I mean, this is all about Chris Beard yeah. and nothing about a dozen basketball players that are going to be on the court tonight, yeah. which is unfortunate, too. And while we're on the bear of bad news, uh, Jordan Angel – this morning, uh, on the way in this morning, he, he gets up early, uh, texts me the news about Mike Leach is just heartbreaking. <laughs> now we're being told finally it's, it's a cardiac incident. Yeah. And, you know, for part of the day, we didn't know what it was. No, and the university doing, and I get it. There's, unless the Leach family releases it, the yeah. school's kind of, yeah. yeah, you know, tied by yeah. personal, you know, yeah, health did, issue. Yeah. But it smelled of heart attack or something like yeah. it, unfortunately. Well, I, I'll be honest. I was afraid it was COVID or something, and they didn't want it to be, you know, maybe he'd been anti-vax or something. But it looks like it's, it was a cardiac incident, and it doesn't look like 
he may or it looks like he may not recover from it. Which the, is they've the news this afternoon sixty one? Sixty one. The news this afternoon that they've moved him to more of a hospice care that the likelihood of his uh coming back is not good and you know, even the folks at tech today are putting out social media and you know, Feinbaum this morning talked about how close he'd gotten at Leach at one time when they were sure. doing some media stuff together. This guy is one of the real jewels. And I know there are people who dislike him because of his bizarre behaviors. And he's all. quirky. He's quirky. But more than anything, he's one of the jewels of college yeah. football. He's not cookie cutter. He does it his own way. Did he make mistakes along the way? Sure. No question. I feel like he's nobody's 100% honest. But I don't know too many football coaches who say things the others won't say in that vein of just, I don't care what you think. This is what I think. You ask me a question. Here's what I'm telling you. It's not the conventional wisdom. It's not the pat answer. But it's what I want to say. I think Mike Leach was that way as maybe more than any other college football maybe coach I can remember. Detriment. Certainly. I mean, yeah. he was at... Mississippi State, yeah. he could have had a better job than that. With the success he had at Tech before things went south. Well, he ends up having to go to, what, Washington State? Yes. Which is – These are just goofy jobs. Yeah, that's it. But he won there. Yeah, and he, now, he, he wins everywhere. Yeah, he never wins the national championship. He's not likely to ever win conferences, but he's, he's always in the conversation. Yep. And as I said this morning, nobody will ruin your season – and steal your soul like a Mike Leach football team will. They will ruin your season and literally just yank the soul out of your season. Whether it's your place, their place, you hate playing those guys. And I think that's why he's got so many uh, detractors. Yeah. He's won in the old Southwest Conference. He's won in the Pac-12. He's won in the SEC. And he's done that to people in all three conferences. Okay. He's literally ruined your season. In three different... Four if you count the Big 12. Yeah, well, yeah, Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean it's just it's insane what that guy's done. So anyway, yes, we are definitely thinking about Mike Leach and hoping this is not the story yeah. we have to report tomorrow that he's passed in the in the overnight hours or in the next couple of days. Hopefully, this is you know a thing he can recover from. But all signs point to it doesn't look very good. Yeah. And and we'll do the three because we're about to hit a break here. Uh, Paul passed away yeah. yesterday, and if you're a yeah. basketball fan. Paul Siler was, was never the best player on the on the court when he, he played. He was a tight end playing f- yes. basketball. But, you know, maybe even better as a coach than he was as a player. I don't know. He's pretty – He, I get it. He was a good player. He was almost like Ansel-esque, Wes yeah. Ansel-esque, when it came to rebound in the bu- basketball. But he took on a bunch of reclamation projects as a head oh, coach. Yeah. I mean, if he – I don't For know. For better or worse. For better or worse. He's ne- he never won an NBA title – um, you know, building some dynasty basketball. Yeah, he won three as a player, but as a coach, right. you're right. Well, one of the reasons was there was never a guy that I think played for him that he was worried about going to challenge him physically. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Paul Silas was that guy who, if he told you something, you you better heed it. But, but you know, I, you wonder, as we've transitioned from the 70s when he played, 70s, 80s, to when he's been coaching, yeah. if that tough guy mentality, and I don't mean a tough guy in the wrong way, but a guy just doesn't take any crap and yeah. expects you to be physical and expects you to do it the right way. 
If, if that transitioned and worked with players no, who didn't not. believe in he that same kind of thing. He probably stayed at the dance a little longer as a coach. And his son gets to keep going. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to do a lot with the uh, yeah. Houston Rockets as as Paul Silas passed away yesterday. But 79 just felt – didn't feel he was that old, but it felt like he'd been around forever. Well, you know what I mean? You know, Russell passed last year, Bill Russell. Paul Silas wasn't a part of that. No. He's not from the he's he from the, that. He's the Dave Cowan years. Yes. So when you say he got three titles, he didn't get his titles it's in part the of the day 11 the, or 9 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the dozen teams in the league. No. He got his later on when the league had expanded and it was a different team. What did he get a 74 or 76? Yeah. Havlicek a, was all that was left from those teams. Yeah. You know, it was Havlicek and, and Cowan's. Yeah. Don Nelson was still yeah. playing. Anyway. Yeah, so there's your uh, crappy sports news day stuff because uh, it's all bad stuff and we hate Segment talking about any of it. Bad but, stuff. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. 44 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. that song that's so crazy about let's reggae all night but all right anyway we got about 13 minutes till uh, six o'clock leaving the yard zach and the professor uh tomorrow kirk and company a little rant we'll be ranting a little ranting yes a little tuesday morning rant uh i do want to say before i come on tomorrow uh the uh, the gentlemen who do the power hour yes are going to have uh the winning coach from this past weekend's Gunslinger, uh, one coach Billy Brewer is going to be in here to uh, pontificate on the Power Hour along with those gentlemen. So, uh, wow! If you want to hear from Coach Brewer, you need to uh, tune into the Power Hour in the morning. It's a, that's worth listening right there. First of all, congratulations, Liberty Isles guys, for winning the Gunslinger. Yeah, it's a, it makes for an intriguing year in that 4A basketball district having having uh, sulfur springs bumping up pg getting their football guys on the field here finally on the court on the court rep. liberty ilo winning the gunslinger paris we know how good paris is almost every single year so billy max d does an amazing job over there so you've got uh four really good basketball programs not counting north lamar and whatever they've got. Yeah, whatever you, happens to you when you go to their place. Yeah. I agree. They get a little love. Anyway, mm. congratulations, Leopards. But anyway, I did week. want to promote the power hour. Yes. 6 a.m. in the morning. You get those guys on here once in a while. They're hard to catch. I know. Yeah. I understand. He's been trying for years to catch one or both. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, we remind you of college basketball. Yes. A&M Texture Big Canis. game tomorrow night in town. This is... One of those uh, perennial contenders for the Red River yeah. Athletic Conference Championship, LSU Shreveport. And 
our buddy Doug Willett tells us that they have three drop down Division One type players. Grown men, yeah, grown men is what the they case. typically have. Yeah, that should be fun. I, you know, if you've been out to the Patterson Student Center, they've really kind of made it a little bit more of a, a fun college basketball environment the last... Uh, I think it's helped that they just dropped the whole admission thing and just yeah, said, come on in. Come in. Yeah, we just want you to come in. And yes. It's, it's a college basketball scene. That student section is lively, and I, you and I get to sit up there and call the games. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. So a uh, good game tomorrow night. Uh, women at 5.30, guys at 7.30. Um, should be a showdown. That's the New into a conference, you're looking to figure out who's your rival. They've wanted to be a rival with, with Shreveport, I think. Well, Alexandria I think and natural. Shreveport are natural. Yeah, but, but I think the closest thing A&M's got to a rival right now is Shreveport. Yeah, so they'll have a, a chance for a hopefully barn burner tomorrow. Not double overtime. Can we get no, it over in regulation? Double overtime. Jeez. Yeah. All right, uh, quickly, uh, who had a worse injury yesterday, the uh, 49ers? Uh, Debo. Debo or the Cowboys, Terrence Steele? Debo, I think, is a ankle sprain. They may High get him, may get, but they may get him back. Yes, there's a possibility, but you and I both know those things will nag I you. I know. And he's a speed position. He is, and they ask him to do an awful lot of cutting. It's not uh, like you're just going to run fly. You're going to have to make a cut. Yeah. And and this plays into, do we use your best offensive weapon, although McCaffrey probably is now, yeah. the way they've been using Debo, not just as a receiver, well, but as a but they, running back yeah. hybrid. They were kind of forced into it with the backup quarterback. I, I know, know, I know. Uh, Shanahan caught some flack for I know. having to run it, but that's what you, do, what you do when you lose your their starting offense. quarterback and you're down to your third string. Even is their offense anyway? Yeah, that's what they do. Terrence Steele was having a Pro Bowl type year. Yeah, and you know and he's a big part of the run game. They're they're lucky in timing. They're going to get Tyron Smith back. And it may even be this. Steel's gone for the year. Steel's done for the season. They still got Jason Peters. I think it's probably minimum two weeks more before they get Tyron Smith back. But, but you got Jason Peters. You, you do have Jason. You can plug Peters. him in. There's other guys on the roster. I, it stinks and it hurts. But you lose players every week. You lose somebody. And you're some spending injury. a lot of money on Peters. And he hasn't. But they haven't had to play him. That's been a real luxury. That now as they move towards the playoffs. They've got this guy on up in years that they didn't put a lot of miles on him here, but he can lean on people still. And I'm going to throw out the, you know, I'm sacrilege here. Tyler Smith at left tackle, that's going to be his job when Tyron Smith hangs it up. Yeah. Are we confident enough in Tyron Smith coming back and being able to protect Dak's blind side? Or would you flip him over to the right side and say, I want the young guy who's been healthy over there where he's been playing for the last eight weeks? Well, I think they really had in mind moving Tyron Smith to the guard position. Really? And and they're moving more and more towards controlling the line of scrimmage. We talked about it last week, Dak throwing the ball 20 to 30 times a week. And and that two-headed running back being successful. So you think... Tyler inside? Yeah, I think they're talking about him. But, I'm, but right now, with them getting Tyron back, do you put Tyron automatically back at left tackle? I don't tackle? know what you do now. I think it has a whole lot to do with how well does Jason Peters play at right tackle. Yeah, this steel injury changes the yes. dynamic. And if you didn't see, Cowboys did sign a receiver. It just wasn't OBJ. Yeah. It was T.Y. Yeah. So you got T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. 
I don't know why. I mean, I, it's another guy. I'm assuming Washington's not coming back. Coming back, I don't know. It feels like a weird signing yeah. to me. I don't know how much mileage T.Y. Hilton's got left mm-hmm. in his I legs. Have no idea. If he can still run like he, I mean, he was a speed guy before. Yeah. Is he still a speed guy? I don't know. So, Cowboys did make a move, but it's that move, which is the head scratcher, which tells you the OBJ thing is dead for this year. Yeah. Which kind of expected anyway after this past week and the physical and it looked like he wasn't going to be ready until deep in the playoffs. If even then, they were looking for some depth. They got some depth. It's T.Y. Hilton. All right. The important question is, is your team Croatia going to win the World Cup? Yes. Is it, I mean, it's it's very possible they could be the yes. World Cup champions. Yes. And I know you've been a fan, and I know you've been on them for a while because of your family affiliation. Yes. But this is a team that... Has a chance. People liked Croatia coming in. I don't know if they liked them Final Four or Final... I think they liked them better four years ago. They were, I think, a little bit better, more thought of four years ago. But they just managed to, it feels like, just got hot right now. And the bracket kind of broke right. But you beat Brazil. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. It now is. you got to beat Argentina. Yeah, That's back a big deal. Games, that's... And then probably you got to beat France. Yeah. I mean, that's a big three-headed monster. And I say all that to say, what about Morocco? What about Morocco? I love a good underdog. Well, they're definitely that. I love a good, uh, you know, chance to smack back at uh, the uh, the colonialism, imperialism, <laughs> masters of the last century. You get to smack them last back century? now. Well, I think the, the two before. <laughs> whatever. This is a chance for Morocco, which is so good. You think I'm being goofy about it. If it's the World Cup, then it shouldn't just be the Euro and and South American Cup. These stories, we've seen Japan there before, but having the Moroccos, having the Senegals, having the Irans, the Saudi Arabias, having those other places beyond the Europeans and the Brazilian, South Americans, Uruguay, having somebody else, Croatia. To me, this is a, this is a cool thing that now is representative. I mean, you've got a North African country, we've got a South American country, we've got an old European power, and you've got a southeastern European country. This is about as diverse as you're going to get the World Cup, I think. Yeah, I think it is. I think it it makes it more of a World Cup. So we'll very see. high on the Croats, though. I know you are. We are Croatia. That's the way I'm doing oh, this. Is that how you yeah, do that we now? are Croatia. All right. Here we, you've got an affiliation. See, I bought a shirt when I was there, and I, I didn't buy a jersey. They were a little pricey. I bought a shirt. I don't. I, I probably put on a few pounds since I <laughs> this summer. I don't think I can squeeze into that. So which, is holidays. One, which is one of the weird deals. Like they're like, if you buy a shirt and it's an XL, it's not going to be big yeah. enough. You got to go two XL or three XL on European sizes. So I think I bought an XL, and I probably should have gone up another size or two. But we are Croatia. All right. We're done. Appreciate you hopping on with us today. Back again tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. Don't forget, uh, power hour tomorrow. Kirk and company tomorrow. And we'll be back here at 5 o'clock. Do it all over again. Leaving the yard. Here on the fan, 107.9.
Bye.